welcome to the Carolina Snowflakes podcast, where two Southerners come to terms with their liberal snowflake tendencies. We're your hosts. I'm Amanda. And I'm Jason. And we're here with this week's episode of the Carolina Snowflakes podcast. This one is called uh, Humorous Headlines because this week had a plethora of headlines that reminded me of The Onion. I just saw a lot of headlines this week that made me chuckle and were just really funny. Oh, yeah. There was multiple times this week where both of us were reading through the news and going, is this real life? Yeah, is this real? I would like text you a headline and be like, "Ah, question mark? I don't know. (laughs) This happened? So uh, we selected some of our favorite headlines from from this week that we just thought were just funny stories that happened. and we wanted to uh, give our hand-selected, beautiful listeners uh, a taste. The first headline I wanted to point out was from CNN, and the headline says, U.S. Navy wants to get crash stealth fighter back before China can. Which, <laughs> from that headline alone, begs a million questions. Like, wait a minute. So we want to get... It's a stealth fighter, and we want to get it back before China can. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Uh, yeah, what? If you didn't know the story, uh, it's pretty nuts. So what happened was there was a there was a fighter jet. It's a F thirty five C fighter jet, which is like our most advanced stealth fighters that we have. They're about a hundred million dollars a piece, <laughs> and and we're like, we got to get it back. Yeah, and basically one of these jets. It crash landed on the aircraft carrier like he he botched the landing. It didn't go well. If you've ever played Top Gun on the Nintendo, the original NES Top Gun, you know that it's very hard to land a plane on an aircraft carrier. It's almost impossible. But they do it. But they do it. But this guy botched it. You know <laughs> he what I mean? Messed up big time. Didn't 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 work out. So he like slammed into the deck of the carrier, and then the plane was going too fast. So he ejected out of the plane and flew out his little ejector seat and the plane just sort of went off the edge of the... And then, and the but the plane just kept going. Of the aircraft carrier into the ocean. And <laughs> aircraft carriers, if you don't know, are really big. This was an actually a 100,000 ton uh, aircraft carrier. It was like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, so they take a long time to turn around. Yeah, it's like, it's not like the dude crashed the, the plane into the ocean and then the the boat was like oh hold up let's just yeah let's just stop stop and we'll just turn around real quick yeah that wasn't in the cards right um and this this happened to be in the South China Sea so a part of the ocean that is owned by China mm. so by the time the boat could you know get wherever it was going and they told the navy what was going on the plane had sunk so it's somewhere at the, the bottom, bottom or in the current of <laughs> The South China Sea, which is like the most guarded, dangerous sea in the ocean. And also, it is a stealth fighter, so it's not really designed to be found. That's kind of the whole right. the whole key to a stealth fighter. Mm-hmm. And to me, there's something very like Catch-22 or Doctor Strange love about like this military sort of farce where they've engineered this thing to be as hard to find as possible but then they've lost it <laughs> whoops yeah which is kind of comical because you have this the idea of certain branches of the military like working against itself mm-hmm. there was a couple of injuries so like six people plus the pilot got injured but nobody died that's amazing honestly it is pretty amazing i don't yeah. know how how that exactly worked 
But imagining a hundred million dollar aircraft carrier aircraft sliding off the edge of the carrier into the ocean and sinking in the my, middle of the South China my Sea. My question is, is does the pilot get in trouble for that? I, he has to. I would assume you have right. to get in trouble for that's that. That's a lot of money to just send off the side of a boat. But I mean, maybe it was like a mechanical malfunction. It wasn't his fault. That's true. I guess it could have been. Yeah. But then that makes me question the the assembly of the this super stealth top yeah. secret it's a hundred million dollars and just watching that sink of the ocean must have been a yeah that's that there was there was footage feeling. there was video footage of the the stealth fighter mm-hmm. crashing into the mm-hmm. uh aircraft carrier and then there's an image photo mm-hmm. from the side of the ship uh-huh. of the plane of the plane sitting in the ocean sinking with no pilot in into it, just the ocean sitting and there's a there's another level there's like a few levels of irony here because another level is like how do we know about this like how did that end up in the news and 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 I saw a captain of the navy on the news saying this is the navy's worldwide number one priority is getting this that was my fighter first, back. That was my first question because they kept we, referring to it as super top secret. Yeah, and I was like, well, how is why is why do I know about this? Yeah, why is I'm this nobody. on the news? <laughs> like, exactly. Why is this on the news if it's super top secret? So it's ironic that a super top secret thing made it on the news. It's ironic that it was stealth, so you're not supposed to see it, and that's part of why they can't find <laughs> it. Like it's in there somewhere. And it's also ironic that nobody nobody died, but they can't get the plane back even though they kind of know where it is but not really yeah um and, and I, I don't want china to get it obviously. i think it would be really funny if it washed ashore on some like one of those like really remote <laughs> islands where they don't have any technology like, like, tribal people yeah and they end up like incorporating it into their huts and like making a little shrine out of it and like they're they're tanning they're tanning hides inside of the fuselage and everything, and then and finally the U.S. military rolls up to collect their belongings. And, and they, we're just like, ah, we'll just they can have it. I they guess. look like, around and they're like, ah, yeah. Do we take it? Yeah, dude's got his goat tied to like a titanium ring worth a million dollars. But it's this dude's goat tie down now. Yeah, and that's just where we're at. Right. So I don't know. I thought there was like levels of 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 funny stuff, and I feel like. Somebody who was a uh, uh, one of those military farce writers, especially there was a lot of those in like the sixties and seventies, would have found what's happening now with yeah. that jet. Oh yeah, for very sure. very funny. There's levels of irony there that just struck me this week. So that was our first of our hilarious humorous headlines. So the headline that I found this week also came from CNN, mm-hmm. and it says the ultimate rebuttal. West Virginia governor hoists dogs derriere in cheeky response to critics. <laughs> and is rebuttal like a pun? Yes. Yeah, rebuttal. And there's a picture of Governor Jim Justice holding his dog's butt in the air. Holding his dog's butt in the air. Yes. He's, he's at like a podium too? Like yes. He had to hoist it above the podium yes. for you to see this dog's ass. Correct. And so naturally... <laughs> What that got my of, attention. That is a hell of a headline. Yeah, so I was like, what? Excuse me? What happened? Mm-hmm. So back in December, Bette Midler, the actress, yes. singer, beautiful woman. Yeah, she's great. Lashed out at West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin after Senator Manchin refused to vote in support of the Biden's Build Back Better Yeah, everyone's mad plan. at him. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of in deep do with, yeah. with the Democrats. So she went to Twitter and she tweets out, 
What Joe Manchin, who represents a population smaller than Brooklyn, has done to the rest of America who wants to move forward, not backward, like his state, is horrible. Yeah, good burn. Take that, Joe Manchin. She then followed up with another tweet and said, he sold us out. He wants us all to be just like his state, West Virginia. Poor, illiterate, and strung out. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. You don't want to alienate the entire state like that, Bet Did not go well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> people were pretty mad about that. She did issue an apology yeah. to the good people of West Virginia. Yeah, I mean, come on. But the damage had already been done. Like, those words were out there. Uh-huh. And so this week, the governor of West Virginia, Jim Justice. Yeah fired back at Midler in the closing of his annual State of the State address. Oh, so he was doing his formal State yes, of the State. Yes, that is a formal, like every governor does the yeah. State address. <laughs> so in his closing remarks, he said too many people were doubting West Virginia. Well. And then he picks up his bulldog, <laughs> which was there with him. Yeah, I was getting ready to say, why was the bulldog there? <laughs> Apparently, he takes his bulldog like everywhere he goes. He just takes the dog It's part of him. a, it's a duo. Yeah, it's a, it just comes, he comes with the it's, territory. It's a stunt thing. He does it all the time. I wonder if when they elected him, they were aware that they were also electing his dog. Uh, I don't know. Did he run with his dog? Didn't I mean, <laughs> in some ways, I would like that my politicians to do that, to have their pets. I mean, another headline this week was Joe Biden got himself a cat. Yes. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I imagine he probably did because from what I read, yeah, the governor of West Virginia takes his bulldog Everywhere. So his dog was beside him while he's doing the state yes, of the so state he's address. giving this formal state address. And at the end of it, he starts thinking, you know, fucking Bette Midler. Yeah, he gets, he starts, yeah, ruminating on that the, bitch. the words of Bette Midler. Yeah. And he picks up, <laughs> so he picks up his bulldog named Baby Dog. Baby Dog. Uh-huh. Baby Dog. And he pointed the dog's butt uh-huh. towards the cameras. And he said... Baby dog tells Bette Midler and all those out there, kiss her hiney. Her hiney. <laughs> My goodness. So, so, so the governor of West Virginia during his formal state mm-hmm. address picks up his dog, points its butt to the cameras, and tells Bette Midler to kiss his dog's ass. I mean, that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. If he wasn't a fucking Republican, I would think that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> so that happened. So, of course... People there thought it was hilarious. Yeah. So they're like laughing and cheering. But it should be noted that this was a formal address. So the people in attendance included people like West Virginia lawmakers, Mm -hmm. state Supreme Court justices, and his special guests uh, of the governor including members of a high school girls' basketball team. Oh, <laughs> the high school girls are like, well, is this what politics is? Just like dog anuses? He's their coach, by the way. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So, so that happened. Wow. And the next day. Unbelievable. The next day. Bette Midler retweeted a picture of the stunt uh-huh. with the caption, quote, Here we can see a dog's asshole. Right next to it is the butt of Jim Justice's dog. Oh, oh, that's actually pretty clever. <laughs> Props pretty to her funny. on that one for being witty about it. Then she tweeted, 
Here are the state rankings of all the areas and agencies for which the so-called governor of West Virginia, Jim Justice, is responsible. Uh-huh. Judging from these rankings, I'd say his dog's ass would make a better governor than him. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Bet- she likes to go <laughs> no. at you with the duo. She she is, she, she did toe-to-toe. She, she tweets once and it does well, and she's like, oh, I got more. There's more where that came she's from. She's like, don't you worry. I got this. I kind of want to start following her yeah, on Twitter. Right? She is spicy. And and those rankings that she included were legit. They were things like yeah. West Virginia's shitty scores in yeah. healthcare and education. And overall, like the state's like overall score, uh-huh. which by the way is 47 out of 50. Ooh. So. Yeah, not great. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, you're beating Mississippi and like Arkansas. Like, Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. So that happened this week. Go Bet Midler. <laughs> who knows? I had no idea she was such a. Yeah, I didn't either. I didn't either. I follow her on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty great. That's a good headline. And fact, just a reminder. So Justice is a Republican, but he wasn't always. Oh well, there. Mm. He was elected as a Democrat in oh, West Virginia. Oh, he switched parties. That's right. He switched I remember parties that. in 2017 after he was elected as a Democrat. I, re- I remember? remember. Yeah. So weird. Yeah, that he is. Went, weird. He, he hopped on that Trump train and. Uh huh. He's still riding it. Huh. With his dog. <laughs> his baby dog. Baby dog and her butt. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's interesting that you would mention a governor and also go back to 2016 and 2017 because my next headline does the exact same thing, but the governor from a different state, our state, our beloved North Carolina. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. You, you might know where this is going if you're from here, but if you're not. I would like to talk about, before I get to that actual headline, I would like to talk about who Pat McCrory is, because um, there's a little context here. So Pat McCrory was uh, the governor of uh, North Carolina until 2016 when he lost his reelection bid in the middle of uh, the state going for Trump. Uh, The Republicans actually kind of wrecked shop in North Carolina and took pretty much everything, except they lost the governorship. And now you might be thinking, well, that's weird. How did that happen? Yeah, how, would... how do Republicans take every other seat yeah, in the if state all those, except the governor's seat? If all those Republicans were voting, that means some of them were like, I voted for Republicans on everything, but fuck that Pat McCrory guy, <laughs> yeah. which is weird. How did that happen? And the what reason that happened is because he started a bill that was called HB2, also known as the bathroom bill, that was going to do some kind of thing with you had to use the bathroom with the sex you were assigned at birth. Um, and not by your identity, which um, begged the question of, like, how would you police that? It didn't make yeah, any sense. It did not go over well. And and part of it was because it was like, well, who's going to enforce that? Yeah. And who's like, how do you do you have somebody standing at the bathroom door? Right. In every public place who's exactly. going to inspect the genitals of the person going in? Exactly. And it, <laughs> uh, it made a bunch of... Uh, you know, businesses and events that were being planned in North Carolina, you know, get canceled. And as opposed to like realizing that that was a stupid thing, he just stood by it. Oh, he doubled down. He dug way in. He trumped, he trumped on it and was uh-huh. just like, no, I'm digging into this bathroom thing to the point where it was such a thing in North Carolina where for Halloween that year, I actually dressed up as Pat <laughs> McCurry. Um, and I had like the suit on, like just a regular business suit. But then um, when I, Open the blazer. I had a T-shirt that said "North Carolina Official State Genital Inspector <laughs> Pat McCurry," and I just sort of like we went yep. we went out to bars, and I would just like hang out next to the bathrooms <laughs> in the bars, 
and people would read my shirt and be like, dude, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, that happened. It was <laughs> yeah. It was a uh, because I mean he basically wanted to look at everybody's genitals in he the state to check your junk to that make was, sure. Our governor was obsessed with people's business. And um, a lot of people don't know this, but they they did estimate how much money that cost North Carolina. I know and it was a lot. The estimations. What would you guess? Uh, probably like millions. Yeah, the, the you're gonna be shocked. The estimations are four hundred and fifty to six hundred and thirty million dollars. Yeah, I don't doubt it because I remember. Th- I think like the there was some kind of NBA thing that mm-hmm. they canceled, pulled out numerous concerts. Yeah, musicians. This was obviously pre-pandemic. I have. Yeah, they they canceled their their shows in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Like there was a huge, and I think wasn't there like a. Wasn't there like Amazon or some big yes. distributor who who was like, no, we're not going to set up. Sh-. They have been. They had already gotten the contract signed to open a facility in North Carolina, mm-hmm. and they backed out. They backed out because of it. Yeah, here's a few things that happened. Um, these are all amounts of money that, that that was lost by the venue when the cancellations happened. So Bruce Springsteen canceled. That's a hundred thousand um, dollars. Cirque du Soleil is sixty eight thousand. The band Boston's twenty thousand. 72,000 for the ACC Swimming and Diving Championships uh and 493,000 for the NCAA Men's Basketball Regional Tournament. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. That was the amounts of money that was lost to the venue. Now, if you add in the tourism just for the Men's ACC Tournament Yeah, cuz you alone, have to think all the people traveling to attend those mm-hmm. events who would have stayed in hotels, eaten at restaurants. Yeah. Just that alone is $14 million. That's $14 million yeah. worth of lost. Yeah. So you could see how it could add up the $450 million after all the things that they that they canceled. So he has not is not have a good legacy in our state. No. And like you said, rather than going, ooh, maybe I shouldn't have done that, he doubled down. He did. He went, oh, it's a good idea. Yeah. And so... <laughs> And he tried to, like, they literally had to physically remove him they physically from office. had to carry him out of the governor's office. Because he didn't want to leave. When Cooper was instated, like, mm-hmm. put into office, because Cooper replaced him. So now he's running for Senate in North Carolina because <laughs> I guess he thinks his reputation here is still intact Maybe he somehow. thinks we forgot. You're, you'll, you'll, from this headline, you'll understand how delusional this guy is. So this, the headline that I read this week said from CNN, Pat McCurry compared his not getting a job at Duke University to 1960s segregation. What? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. So basically, the, the story boils down to Pat McCurry thinks that he's entitled to a job at Duke University because a lot of the other governors of North Carolina have had jobs at Duke University. Uh, so okay. he guess I, I guess he thinks it's like in the contract. Was there a job open? Or did he just show up and say, hey, give me a job? So according to him... He says they offered him a job, and then people protested, and they rescinded the offer. According to Duke, he just assumed he had a job, and then when they were like, no, dude, we're not going to offer you a job, he was like, (laughs) you're rescinding my offer? This is like segregation. So So they're... There's a good possibility then that there never was a job in the first place. Yeah, he that could he be just making it all up. Showed up, knocked on the door, and said, "Hey, yeah, <laughs> give me a job, you asshole." Yeah, I mean, Duke is saying like, "I, I don't know what he's talking about. We don't just automatically give jobs to governors, right?" Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. They're basically, and they're like, "We're not going to comment any further." And so when that happened, then though, the point is that he then said that he was experiencing 
oppression so um segregation yeah uh, basically and the weird thing about this is so because he's running for governor senator you mean i mean senator because after he lost governor and he's now running for senator Mm -hmm. um people have been looking into like what he was doing while he wasn't working at duke after he was governor right Uh and what he was doing is he got a job as a local radio show host oh no and so he hosts a radio show where he can talk about whatever. But apparently nobody really listens to the show. It doesn't have a lot of <laughs> listeners. Because yeah. as I pointed out, nobody likes him in this Nobody, state. like either side. They yeah. don't like him. He's alienated everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so what's funny is that they're go- now that he's running for Senate, they're going back and listening to the show. Oh, no. And finding things that nobody noticed that he'd said because no one cared. Because no one was listening. Because he wasn't running for Senate. He just was a disgraced governor. So... They found these quotes from uh, January 2021 on his uh, radio show, and it's just now kind of coming to light because no one paid any attention until now. (laughs) And he said, the head of policy school called me up and said, Governor, we've got some problems. We've got some alumni and big donors that don't want you to come back to Duke to be a part of the public policy school. He said, you know what I said to him? I said, if I come back, if I come back to the campus, will you serve me at the lunch counter? And I meant it. Speaking about the ultimate blacklisting was the African-American students from North Carolina A&T University who wanted to eat their lunch at the counter at Woolworths, Mm -hmm. the lunch counter. And they refused them. That's famous. That's like, Uh you can see pictures and Uh history books. They were blacklisted because of the color of their skin, added McCurry. Other people are now being blacklisted because of our politics. And it's both (gasps) wrong. It's both deplorable. And we've got to speak out against it. No, sir. Yeah. No. Uh, That is a quote from (laughs) from that guy. It is not the same thing. I know. And did you notice the grammar? He said, and it's both wrong. It's both deplorable, which is he threw in deplorable, which you know why he did that. That was a dig at Hillary. And also the grammar on that is terrible. It's it's both wrong. It's both deplorable. I talk like muted men. Let me see your genital. Let me see your genital. (laughs) Like he sounds like a moron. Because he is. Yeah. And um. So he's wrong about all the governors getting jobs at Duke. That's just some shit he made up. Yeah, go go do a, a fact check on his statements there. And what's also funny is that he's basically admitting that, like, in his version of events, he's admitting that students and staff were protesting him working there. And that's why they rescinded the job offer, which begs the question of, like, dude, so you know people were protesting you working there? And you're still and you ma- still want to work there? And you're still mad about them not giving you a job? I don't know about you, but... I don't want to work yeah. anywhere where people are like actively protesting right? against me. If I went to go get a job at McDonald's and they were forming fucking picket lines outside, <laughs> being like, don't hire Jason, the guy wants to look at our junk, <laughs> I would not want to work there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wouldn't either. It's it. The, so that story is just weird. So and, it sounds like there was maybe a job, or maybe he had a conversation with a higher up in the policy department. Who knows? And But then once word got out... Alumni and the higher ups were like, no way. Well, when CNN asked the school about it, they were like, basically, we never offered him a job. I don't know. It's probably true. That's probably true. I bet there wasn't, I bet it never got off the ground. Yeah. Like, I've got my little HR hat on. Uh I bet it never got off the ground. It probably only happened in conversation. Yeah. So there probably was nothing formal done in the sense of like creating a job. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah. a job description and all the things that go along with that a yeah. position 
because it, it couldn't get off the ground because mm-hmm. as soon as somebody mentioned it, it got out and everybody lost their minds and was like, no, no way. Yeah. Do not bring that asshole just, in here. It just seems such a strange argument. But your argument. point is still valid. Yeah. Who wants to work at a place where everybody hates you? Exactly. <laughs> and also, what makes you think you're entitled to a job because you were a disgraced governor? Yes. And also, since when is being told no for a job the same thing as being blacklisted? Yeah. Like the like the young black man from the college who wanted to to eat lunch at Woolworths. I I have no idea. It's I don't not know the same. What kind of crazy universe he his brain is in? But if he's on some kind of drugs, I want to know what kind they are, and I'll I'll have what he's having. <laughs> we'll put it that way. Full on delusional. Yeah, whatever makes you think that that is the route to go to get elected to Senate. Um, I would love I would love to have whatever kind of makes you that delusional because. Holy crap. I also think it's really funny that nobody's listening. This is some shit he said a year ago, but just nobody cared until... It literally, yeah, literally, it was on his show a uh-huh. year ago. Yeah, but nobody... You know, but no one... No one No noticed. one listens. Because who would listen to that? Because no one in the state likes him. Like, at all. I, I know, I've known Republicans that just hate that man. Yep. So, that's all... That's a pretty funny news story. And I have to say, overall, the headline just sort of cracked me up. I also have here a couple of honorable mentions, a couple of uh, headlines that I read this week that I thought those headlines are funny by themselves, but there's not really a whole story there. Um, So this one says, bridge in Pittsburgh collapses hours before scheduled Biden visit to talk infrastructure. (laughs) So Joe Biden's on his bus or on his Air Force One or helicopter or whatever on his way to Pittsburgh. And he's like, we're going to talk infrastructure. How am I going to get them to think? That infrastructure is important. <laughs> and then this gigantic ass bridge just collapses in in Pittsburgh. Thankfully, no one was killed. Somehow. Again, kind of no like the aircraft carrier. I yeah. don't know how somebody wasn't killed. But nobody was killed. And uh the the whole thing fell apart. It made the the there was like a bus on the bridge that looked tiny like a Lego bus. Yes. This thing was so massive and fell apart. And I think it's kind of funny that Biden was way there to talk about infrastructure. Yep. And then um, there's been some uh, icy weather. We actually got some snow here where we're at. We're snowed in right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And the snow uh, was all up and down the East Coast. And so uh, you get this headline. (laughs) Oh, frozen iguanas could fall from trees due to cold temperatures in Florida, weather center warns. (laughs) So in Florida, so the rest of the country, <laughs> when when the Weather Channel or the weather people issue those warnings and advisories about slippery roads, uh-huh. be on the lookout. In Florida, it's iguanas might fall from the trees. Yes, in Florida, they issue a a, a winter warning: <laughs> look out, falling frozen iguanas. <laughs> Heads up! Yeah, that was a headline. <laughs> From today. Yeah. That was a headline from this this morning. And that was, this just goes to show, I think things in life, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but they like happen in batches, like groups of things. And the theme for my, for my existence for this last week was just like, look at these headlines. It was just like, read this. Yeah. And I just see so much in them. And it was a very funny, very funny experience. Being alive this week in the world was a funny experience. And you and I had a lot of great laughs at the expense of the headlines from this week and we wanted to share that with all y'all out there in the snow globe but if you want to hear other hilarious headlines that Amanda and I rip apart and laugh at you can find those on our website carolinasnowflakes.com we also have a Facebook where we rip on headlines all the time 
facebook.com forward slash Carolina Snowflakes. And if you want to offer me a job writing for The Onion because I'm so clever and <laughs> no good funny headlines so well, you can send that to our email. Carolina Snowflakes at gmail.com. Gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye.